Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Maned, and um, I am new to this wisdom community. I actually only found out about it yesterday, and then I just signed up. I have no idea what I signed up for. I am assuming I'm live, so forgive me if um, I'm not doing that great of a job. I'm kind of nervous, but um, I actually... Um, <clears throat> This message that I want to give, I actually wrote for my episode. I have a podcast called So in Peace, and uh, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and other different platforms as well. But I thought, you know what, let me go ahead and um, share uh, what I want to say or what I'm going to say for my podcast on this wisdom community, because I think it's a little... Uh, wisdom for today, or it's some good wisdom that we all can use. Uh, so what I'm going to talk about is called God Knows My Heart. Uh, we tend to hear uh, that all the time. You know, I hear people say that whether they're believers of Jesus Christ or not believers of Jesus Christ. And by the way, I am a believer of Jesus Christ. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I love the Lord. So everything that I'm going to talk about is going to come from the Word of God and from what God uh, puts into my heart from the word of God. But anyway, um, a lot of people will say, you know what? God knows my heart. And um, <clears throat> I just wanted to kind to kind of talk about the that today. Uh, when you go into the word of God, the Bible has a lot to say about the heart of a man uh, because the conditions, the condition of a person's heart has everything to do with our walk with the Lord. Um, but the passage that I'm going to read from is from the book of Proverbs. It's chapter 27 and it's verse 19. It's only one verse. And it says, um, as water reflects the faith, so one's life reflects the heart. Uh, so again, what I'm going to talk about is the heart of the man. Uh, when I looked up the definition of what the heart is, it says that it is a hollow muscular organ that pumps the blood through the circulatory system by rhythmic contraction and dilation. But when I looked up the definition or the biblical definition of the heart, it says that it's the, that, that the heart is that spiritual part of us where our emotions and desires dwell. Okay. So when I went to go do a little research, quote unquote, uh, I went on Google uh, to um, search about the heart. And I wanted to see how many times does the heart, the word heart, um, how many times is it listed in the Bible? And apparently, according to Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible, uh, which is a listing of primary words contained in the King James Version of the Bible, the word heart is mentioned about 826 times, uh, whereas the brain is not mentioned once. So um, what I'm going to talk about has everything to do with the heart. And we're going to talk about uh, what God knows about the heart uh, and what God says about the heart. Okay. So uh, the Bible describes the heart as being deceitful above all things. And the Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked and who can know it. This means who can actually understand it. Um, when sin, if you don't know the word of God, you can go back to the book of Genesis. Uh, I want to say around chapter three and start from one so you can get the full context of it. But um, it talks about the fall of man. And that has to do when um, our first parents, the first two people who are on earth, which were Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they disobeyed God. That is when sin was actually introduced into the world, which was 
through our first parents. And when sin uh, was introduced into the world, it had um, actually affected humans um, at our deepest, most intermost personal level. And this means that uh, the heart is the inner being of a person and it is a place where a person's uh, desires and feelings and thoughts actually reside. In other words, uh, the heart is a person's GPS. It's the person's navigation system to the ways of the world. And for everything that is in the world, which is the uh, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which comes not from God, but comes from the world. And when I'm talking about the world, I'm talking about the world's system. Um, in other words, the heart of a person, it only craves everything that is physical. It has a physical pleasure. Uh, it only craves everything that we can see. And for pride, it craves um, pride, mean, meaning the things that uh, we take achievement in or have uh, possessions in. Uh, so this type of craving, it leads us to the world and its system rather, to, rather than to God and his righteous ways. So the Bible, it, it says, you know, that the heart is wicked. Um, a lot of times people say, follow your heart, do what your heart tells you to do. The, you know, that's what the world will tell us. But uh, the Bible, it, it tells you don't do that because the heart is wicked. It is evil. It is actually untrustworthy and it is corrupt and beyond cure. Okay, so stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Follow me. Now, uh, when the Bible talks about the heart, it is not really referring to uh, the physical organ that pumps blood to the body, but it is describing a person's very intellect. It's uh, describing a person's emotions, a person's desires, and a person's volition, meaning a person's will and ability to choose. Meaning people, you know, we have the ability to choose whether or not we will submit to God. Whether you're an unbeliever or a believer already in Christ, you have uh, a power and you have will as a believer in Christ, but you also have the will to respond to God's calling if you're not yet an unbeliever. Um, and that will is in the depth of your heart. You have the ability to choose whether or not you're going to stay with your family, stay with your husband or your wife. Uh, if you're going to commit to your family, you have the wills, whether or not you're going to stay in a job or leave a job, or if you're going to be a good parent or not. I mean, maybe someone's out there who's had a child, they're not married, they don't have a good job. And, you know, they don't know if they want to, you know, take care of a child or not, or, or maybe they're used to having a young, fun, single life. And now they have this child that they have to be responsible for. You have the ability to choose in your heart, in your intellect, in your emotions and your desires to decide if you're going to stay and do what's right by that child. But whatever your problem is, it is actually in the heart of you. It's in the heart of every man. And when I say man, I don't mean male or female. I mean either person, humankind. Uh, and this means that uh, the heart of a person is spiritual rather than physical, meaning it is unseen before it is seen. Identifying the fact that the heart, it feels and it decides before it is manifested in anyone's behavior. 
It's the totality of a person. It is a knowledge faculty. It's a knowledge facility. It's a place where it knows stuff. Uh, the heart is a place where it stores information, where it gets uh, understanding. It's a place where consciousness and awareness takes place. A place that keeps uh, records of rights and wrongs on people. It's a place where it keeps paybacks and rewards, where it devises plans, whether good or evil. Um, the heart is a place of pondering. It's a place of considering and reflecting. And it's a place of deciding. Simply put, the heart is the inner you. It's the inner me. It's the inner us. It is the very core of us. It's our GPS in life. Stay with me. God knows your heart. Next, uh, well, you know, again, we like to say, oh, God knows my heart. Well, yes, he does. He knows that the heart is the focal point of our feelings. And let's talk about the different hearts that God knows about when it comes to our feelings, uh, our emotions. God knows the glad heart. He knows the heart that is filled with goodness, a heart that is pure, a heart that has joyful thoughts. He knows a loving heart. He knows those who are compassionate for people, those who care for people, those who put others before um, themselves, those who feed someone that's hungry that they see on the side of the street. He knows if you're doing it for show or if you're doing it because you really have compassion for people that you hate to see someone hungry. He knows that. He knows the boastful heart, the arrogant heart, the vain heart, the complacent heart. God knows the fearful heart, meaning the scared or the cowardly heart, but it's really meaning a faithless heart. He knows the heart that is afraid to stand up for him. He knows the heart that is afraid to speak the truth about him. He knows the heart that is afraid to be singled out or afraid to stand alone. Uh, the Bible says that, you know what, this kind of heart does not come from God. Because God doesn't give us that kind of heart. He does not give us a heart of timidness or a heart of shyness or a cowardice heart or a fearful heart. But the Bible says that God gives us a heart. He gives us a spirit which is of power and of love and of sound judgment. A heart that has personal discipline, meaning the abilities that result in a calm and well-balanced mind and self-control. Next, uh, God knows about the courageous heart. And this heart takes heed to God's commandments and it is strong and is courageous. Uh, he knows that this person is not afraid of anything. They're not discouraged because they know that the Lord God is with them wherever they go. There's a scripture in Joshua 1, 9 and it says, uh, God is saying to the Israelites, he says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous and do not be afraid and do not be discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He will be with you. And God knows the heart that chooses to stand on that scripture. He knows the courageous heart. He knows the revived heart, the heart that is energized and vitalized and brought back to life. And God knows who has come to him in faith. And he has, he knows that uh, who's a new creature in him. When, you know, where old things have passed away and new things have come. He knows that heart. He knows the anguished heart, the heart that's tormented, the heart that is tortured. He knows a suffering heart. God knows the angry heart. He knows hearts that are annoyed and irritated and vexed. He knows the delighted heart. Those who have a, um, a feeling or, or showing of great pleasure in things, rather be him or other things. He knows that heart. He knows the heart that grieves. He knows the heart that has pain, the heart that laments. 
the heart that is sorrowful, the heart that mourns. He knows that heart. Matter of fact, he says, I'm near to the brokenhearted. That's what he says. He knows the humble heart, the heart that's respectful, the heart that is submissive and the heart that is lowly. And he takes pleasure in that kind of heart. And he knows the excited heart or the burning heart, the heart that's happy, the heart that is the heart that is thrilled, the heart that is, um, is enthusiastic for something, whether it be for him or for something else. He knows that heart. And lastly, God knows the troubled heart. He knows the heart that is mentally distressed and has anxiety. And all of these actions are from uh, the inner uh, feelings of our beings. And God knows about them. God does know your heart. And finally, God knows the volitional heart. He knows the heart that acts out of the will of a person, the heart that refuses to obey God, the heart that is yielded to God, the heart that is unyielded to God. He knows the heart that turns from God. He knows the heart that intends to do something. The heart is devoted to seeking him, the heart that decides to seek him. He knows the heart that desires to receive from him. He knows the heart that is turned towards God's statutes, turned towards uh, what he has commanded you to do, which is to love him, the Lord, with all of his, your heart and all of your soul and mind and strength, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. He knows that heart. And he also knows the heart that wants to do something. This is what it means when God says, I know all things. We're not robots. Some people say, well, I did that and God knew I was going to do that. Oh, God knows all things. He knows all the activities that takes place in the human will, which is part of the center of one's heart. God knows your heart. Now, when the world, meaning the world, this means the unbelievers, people that don't take wisdom in God, people that don't follow God, they will tell us that the center of a person is the brain that guides and directs a person. But the Bible says, no, it is the heart of a man, which is the center of a man's ways. And out of the abundance of a person's heart are the issues of life that flow from it. You know, the Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter six, verses 45, it says that the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and the wicked man out of the wickedness of his heart brings forth wickedness. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. This means that the heart of a person is the center of a person's being. And it determines our outward behavior. It determines our conduct. Uh, this means that first everything is spiritual, then it is physical. For what is unseen is what's done first. And then it becomes seen. It's like God himself. He is unseen he is invisible but he becomes seen in the person of jesus christ for what you see a person do and what you see a person say is actually what is stored up in their heart in other words like i said a person's outward behavior is a manifestation of what is unseen in the inward parts of a man Therefore, this is why the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, chapter four, verses 23, it says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the outflowings of life. For out of it are the issues of life. 
The heart is the fountain of desires and it's the fountain of decisions. That's where people make their decisions. It's in the heart of a man. And as you can see, God definitely knows our heart. And if you notice, you can see that we have two hearts or we can have two hearts. We can have the heart that is apart from God and the heart that is renewed by God. And God knows it. He knows which one that you have because he knows all things. He knows the heart that listens to the inclinations of evil thoughts. In the book of Mark, chapter 7, verse 20, it says, whatever comes from the heart of man, which is that that defiles and dishonors him. And whatever you keep in your heart is what leads you to all kinds of sins, such as adulteries and fornications and murders and thefts and covetousness and wickedness and deceit and lasciviousness or canality, showing lustfulness in one's body. Given an evil eye, looking at someone with disdain or envy, blasphemy, speaking profane and offensive things about God, pride, having a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements and foolishness. It's a lack of good sense or judgment, which the Bible actually calls stupidity. That's what is in the center of the heart of of a man that's heart is apart from God. But there's the renewed heart. It's the regenerated heart. And this is the heart given by God to those who choose to repent and place a personal faith in Jesus Christ. And this kind of heart is the antidote. It's the remedy. It's the cure to how God answers to the heart that is apart from him. It is a transformed heart. It's a peaceful heart. It's an understanding heart. It's a courageous heart. It's the solution to the confused heart, to the sinful heart, to the wavering heart, and to the fearful heart. If you go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 25 through 27, God says to the Israelites, which would be now us, the believers that take place in um, faith in him. He says, I will also sprinkle clean on you, sprinkle clean water on you. And you will be clean. He says, I will cleanse you from all your impurities and your idols. Maybe your idols is a relationship. Maybe there's a man or a woman or whoever in your life. And you feel like you can't live without that person. That's an idol for you. Maybe your idol is your job. Maybe you think, man, I make a lot of money. And it's not where you're really supposed to be, but they're paying you good and they're giving you good benefits, but you're worn out. That's an idol for you. Maybe your idol are your kids and everything is about your kids. And we should take care of our kids and we should love them and give them the things that they need. And we need to discipline them, raise them in the right way they should go. Maybe you let them do whatever they want to do because you think it's love and you don't have the courage to discipline them. Maybe it's an idol for you. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it's video games. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's something. Whatever it is, Jesus says, I'll give you a new heart. And he says, and I'll put a new spirit within you. And he'll remove your heart of stone. And he will give you a heart of flesh. And he'll put a spirit within you and cause you to walk in his ways. Cause him to carefully observe his ordinances. This is what it means to have a new heart. So, If you want to sow in peace and have a stable heart, a secure heart, 
or simply put an anchored heart, I want to encourage you to make a resolute decision to follow Christ and allow him to give you a new heart. But in order to receive this heart, God calls you to do two things. Number one, he causes you to repent. This means to feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoings or sins. Turn away from sin and have a change of heart and mind and place a personal, uh, number two, this is um, place a personal faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And this means that God um, will uh, be the Lord of our lives. He will restore you back to him because regeneration um, is the matter of the heart. And God knows whose heart is regenerated, whose heart is clean and changed. He does it, but you have to submit to it and respond to it. Respond to him. He will make you spiritually born again. He will give you a new heart that creates the ability to love him and love others and walk in his ways. This is Dr. Manette uh, with Soul and Peace on this new wisdom community. I don't know who's listening, but thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Uh, God bless you and have a wonderful day.